there is this uh, idea of French people being um, being rude. But the thing is that a lot of things that that uh, that tourists do, um, it's the Parisians that that uh, that they think that the tourist is being rude. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Low Season, a podcast about tour guides, tourism, and the future of travel. I'm Wouter Bernhardt, a tour guide from Berlin, and currently I'm gauging how my fellow tour guides are navigating the pandemic. We descend today upon the city of love, the city of lights. We're talking about Paris with tour guide Cassia Klom. I personally was not interested in visiting the Eiffel Tower when I came here. Cassia has been a Paris resident since 2014 and has since then launched her own tour business called Street Art Tour Paris, focusing on the art scene off the beaten path. We talk about bringing business to local shops, the grand idea of Paris and what Kasia thinks of them, and what kind of tourism strategy Paris should adopt during this crisis. Here is Kasia Klon. Yeah, it's it's quite uh, specific. So we are focusing on, on specific subject. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I started doing this uh, as a first tour. That, that was something that's connected to to my passions. I'm an artist myself. I, I know a lot of people that are here doing it and people who are doing it internationally and coming to Paris, making murals, you know. Um, so it was very interesting for me that um, it's, uh, it's, it's very, uh, right now, very popular. Like everybody loves the street art, loves the murals, but not a lot of people really know more about it. And there is so much uh, behind the scene, like, you know, how do they actually make the living out of it? And uh, how does it work? How do they come out with the ideas or techniques? Uh, so I started doing these tours to kind of like educate people and uh, tell them a little bit more, like you know, spark their interest, uh, also give them a little bit of background of the of the history. But in many ways, also to support the local community of um, of artists and of people who are living in those neighborhoods. What neighborhoods would you uh, would you guide around? So the most popular is Belleville, definitely. Um, Belleville is like a, it's a very kind of a community feeling because we have a lot of studios there. A lot of artists are living there and um, it's very artistic neighborhood. Um, and then there is a couple of different tours that we do in many different places, like um, the, for the murals, for the big, uh, big scale uh, projects. The best is the 13 Arrondismo. Um, so this is like, uh, more kind of open air gallery feeling, you know, you have very, very nice, uh, nice looking walls and um, um, it's more like about the galleries there because the artists are mostly international. They're not really based here. Uh, but yeah, we talk about galleries that are here and how this project developed and the local mayor who's behind the project and, and so on. So yeah, in, in, a, in a way, like, you know, um, it's not really so mainstream like you know eiffel tower and stuff so it's a it's a kind of a different kind of tourism what what, what about um like i i know from from berlin that uh, especially if you want to see the murals if you want to see the street art you have to go a bit out of the city center you, you you're not going to see the brandenburg gate or checkpoint charlie you're gonna you know you go to neighborhoods also where people live and exactly yeah. sometimes sometimes that is also a bit tricky because maybe the people that live there don't like to have people sort of yeah groups of people sort of walking around their neighborhood have you how how do you navigate that issue, or or is that not at all a thing 
uh, in Paris? You know, when I was when I was starting those tours, um, I was the first one who was doing the mural tour, for example, um, and um, I didn't know how how people would react. Um, and it was uh, it was in the back of my head, like what if somebody will, you know, tell me to to back off, basically. But <laughs> the but the response is the opposite. Like people are very very proud that um, that uh, you know they have somebody coming there because they are not used to seeing uh, tourist crowds. You know, it's uh, like if, if you go in the center of Paris, you can see some Parisians being annoyed, uh, for sure. But in places where the tourism is not that uh, popular. It makes them happy. It makes them happy that uh, that you take time to to get there and to appreciate their uh, their places. And also, it's it's an opportunity for small businesses, you know, to to make some kind of uh, money. You know, like even if we stop for a coffee, that's already some business for for them. Do you have some 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 places where you regularly make stops? Yeah, yeah, there is many places for sure. But uh, yeah, even if uh, you know, even if it's after the tour, like. Uh, People can find something around, so it's it's always good. Why? Well, what are, are you? Are you from Paris yourself? No, I'm I'm Polish. I was born in Poland. When when and why did you decide to move to Paris? Oh, it's a, a long story. <laughs> uh, but I've been uh, living a nomadic life, kind of, you know, for for many years, and I've been living in New York. I've been living in Berlin actually for a while. I've been living in uh, in in Vietnam. So many different places, and uh, Paris was is my kind of like a base since seven years, uh, with small breaks, too. But um, yeah, I, I I like big cities. I always like big cities. Um, you know, when you have a um, mix of cultures, many different characters that you can meet um, every day. You maybe um, feel like doing something else, and and uh, the big city proposes you um, many uh, many opportunities to do that. So. Um, definitely, I, I was attracted to to Paris, to New York, Berlin, you know, and uh, and uh, I never I never thought I'm gonna stay here for that long. Really, when I came here for the first time, I just I was excited to explore it, and then somehow, <laughs> somehow, I was just finding uh, more things that would keep me here. So now, what 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 I um, when I think about Paris, I think about sort of. Yeah, sort of a 19th century idea of Paris, you know, with these beautiful neighborhoods and the art and the cafes and people drinking coffee and eating good food. And I think that's, that's one of the reasons why many people go to Paris, actually, you know, the city of lights and the time when the Eiffel Tower was built and electricity became a thing. Um, is that is that the same reason why you fell in love with Paris, or do you think that is a sort of an image of Paris that has been cultivated and it, it's not really it's not really Paris anymore? Well, that's uh, that's one of the interesting things because when I came to Paris for the first time, I remember um, feeling this <laughs> uh, kind of you know um, not disgust, but like I. I I personally was not interested in visiting the Eiffel Tower when I came here. Like I had a kind of feeling like, oh my God, it's such a cliche. I don't want to be one of those uh, mass tourists, uh, mass tourist, um, um, how do you say? You know, I didn't want to be in a trap. I didn't want to fall in a, in a tourist trap. I didn't want to do something that everybody else does, you know? 
Like I, I believe that every city is alive, and uh, the most exciting is to experience um, the life of the city. Like how do uh, people actually live here? You know. So it's one thing to explore the history, of course, and um, and Paris is a great city for that. It's uh, like you walk here and really you feel like you are in the museum, even though you are outside. There is so many beautiful landmarks, uh, of course, and uh, the history of the city is great. But apart from that, like for me uh, personally, like I like the, the life here. I like the events. I like the theater. I like... Um, Uh, music, you know, there is so much to to do, and uh, the 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 great thing about living in a big city that the same like when I was living in New York is the same reasons why I like these cities, is because they attract uh, people to come. So even if you are not traveling, like people travel to be here, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to go somewhere to experience something because they're gonna come here. Like you like some uh, music, uh, you you have your favorite musician. Whoever he or she is, at some point, uh, it's going to po be possible to see them here. They're going to come here. You know what I mean? Like, if you are in a small city, like, you have to travel to see uh, a concert or something or, or an exhibition that you're waiting for. But, uh, but Paris attracts and every, everything is here. Like, you can, uh, you can find everything. What do you think about... Um... Like, what do you think the impact of this this pandemic will be on on Paris as a city? Do you think there will be major changes? I know that tourism is also a massive part of, yeah, first of all, the income of the city, but then again, also of people's livelihoods. And yeah, what do you think the impact will be? Uh, that's a good question. I, I don't think that anybody really knows. Uh, we just have to wait and see how it's going to evolve. But uh, definitely there will be changes. Uh, right now, you know, there is um, there is limits on how many people we can have in the group. So we actually already started doing tours, but uh, the groups are very, very limited. How's that been? Yeah, well, it's not a lot of bookings yet because, you know, everybody's still maybe a little bit scared. Um, but yeah, we can have only 10 people all together, together with the guide. So we can have nine people in the group. Um, and uh, we all have to be protected. So everybody's wearing a mask. And imagine they're all French or at least people coming from France. Mostly, but not only. Like we had some people from Germany as well uh, last Saturday. So uh, yeah, and and, uh, and there was an American woman also on Sunday. So uh, yeah, there are some people, you know, the, Paris has also a lot of expats. Yeah, that's why. So, and it's really, it's a multicultural cultural city. So yeah, people are local, but that doesn't mean that they, um, they're French. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, so there is, there is public, there is people that, that want to do something. And a lot of people are kind of um, tired of uh, being stuck at home. So they are looking for something to do. Um, then again, if if uh, if if they're gonna choose uh, to book a tour, I don't know. But definitely, they're they're looking for some kind of activities. You know, they want to get back uh, to see their friends. And so, I I'm very hopeful that uh, that somehow it's going to to start working. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely thinking at least for a while we're gonna see changes. Um, But you know, for us, it doesn't really change that much because I was always trying to keep the groups group small because um, also because the neighborhoods that we are visiting are not touristic neighborhoods, but also like, you know, we're trying to be respectful for local communities and so on. Uh, I do think it will affect the most the mass tourism 
So like Eiffel Tower and uh, and the Louvre will be the most affected, you know, places where you really see uh, thousands of people every day and uh, really long lines and groups, you know, 50 people. Um, I don't think that that's going to, to happen anymore. And part of me actually is relieved. <laughs> Why is that? It doesn't do much good to the city, you know. It's uh, it's just um, well, I don't know. It's in, a lot of people that come to Paris right now. It's not um, necessarily because they they have real interest in it. You know what I mean? Like they they come because Paris is a cliche. It's uh, you know there is just um, a lot of people actually. Even there is a, a syndrome called uh, Paris syndrome. I don't know if you heard about that. <laughs> no. Paris syndrome. No, what is that? It's it's a feeling. It's actually like a kind of a disease, like some kind of uh, mental issue that you experience after visiting Paris for the first time. So basically, all your life you're building up uh, the idea of 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 Paris, of being a beautiful, a romantic city. Then you come here. Uh, and you notice, you know, homeless people on sidewalks, uh, the the messiness, you know, uh, and 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 you you get depressed. So they call it Paris syndrome because people cannot deal, cannot cope that all their dreams have been completely smashed. It yeah, it can only disappoint basically. Yeah, so for me, it's it's a little bit like maybe um, yeah, a lot of people also come without any kind of research you know they just come they they walk around but uh, they, they don't really know they don't understand local culture you know they they're not always very um, polite also like i don't know like later there is this <laughs> there is this uh, idea of french people being um, being rude but the thing is that a lot of things that that uh, that tourists do um, it's the parisians that that uh, that they think that the tourist is being rude so it's just a basic kind of understanding of culture, um, and and that uh, you're gonna be treated differently if you know them. How how can we how can we improve that for the for in the future? How can we make sure that people enjoy their time, can still visit Paris, but at the same time respect the local culture and traditions? Well, it's uh, some things are very easy. It's just you know, like if if you are here and you don't speak uh, much French, uh, you should at least learn couple phrases. Um, mostly because a lot of people here don't speak very good English and and they feel a little bit embarrassed about it, so they don't really want to be, uh, um, you know, kind of. Um, uh, they might react um, bad because. It's it's their country and they want to speak French and also their English maybe is not very good. So at least what you can do is, is to uh, say the first word, bonjour, uh, and ask uh, if, if the person is speaking uh, English uh, before you make your question. So that's that's the first thing and, and really makes a big difference and you are going to be treated much nicer if you do that. Uh, and the other thing is also, um, I noticed that it's not very something very common in many cultures, but when you walk into any shop, it is uh, you who should say uh, the first bonjour. It's not the, the shop owner that is greeting you, but it's you. You have to make this bonjour. And when you leave the shop also, uh, you have to say uh, goodbye. 
And it's such a small thing, but <laughs> sometimes if you don't do it, um, people get offended. I think those are very, very good standards to, to keep by if you're if you're going somewhere. Yeah, bonjour is a very, very big deal here. What what are you what are you gonna do in the next few few months? What, where does your focus lie? Yeah, it's it's been uh, really all the time. It's, it's been like uh, waves of different uh, different feelings. Like one part is like, okay, I'm gonna use that time. I'm gonna use that time. I'm gonna do all the things that I I wanted to do when I didn't have time. I'm gonna develop the business, get ready for the moment that uh, we all can get back. So I had a couple of projects laid out, like um, we're working on workshops and trying to build them up because we're doing graffiti workshops, you know, and artistic workshops, uh, kind of like mural. Um, we teach uh, how how you can make your own mural, and it's a very good activity for team building. Um, but yeah, we need uh, more artists for that. We need uh, more uh, more options with different places. So uh, I've been I've been collecting data. Uh, what can we do? How how we can make it better? Um, also the tours, you know, how to how to kind of uh, make the tours better for kids. You know, how to make it more playful. So little projects that I've been always pushing because there 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 were uh, too much. Uh, it was too much to do at the same time, and it was hard to focus. Mm, and then the second uh, wave of of my of my thoughts are, what if it's not gonna come back? Like, what if that's it? And you're you don't really like you're wasting your time. Like you don't have to do that right now because maybe that's it. There is no more tourism, <laughs> and there is no more uh, activities. Like, yeah. So I've been kind of balancing it. Uh, having uh, half of my week being very, very productive and the second half being like, okay, what else can I do? <laughs> how can I, how can I uh, develop maybe some, some other kind of business, you know, uh, that is focused on maybe some online, online experiences or, uh, or just completely different thing, like a different job. I don't know. Well, Kasia, I want to thank you so much for, for talking to me. I really appreciate it. And um, I hope d things do get better uh, rather sooner than later. Um, yeah, thank you so much and, and, and enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> thank you so much. I hope that uh, you can use any of this <laughs> of for course your I will. podcast. Of course I will. All right. Able. Awesome. That was Kasia Klon, everybody, speaking to us from Paris. Business has been picking up a little bit again for her. Kasia told me last week she's been doing regular tours again and is quite excited about the virtual tour she's offering as well. I like our approach of the local and the non-regular tourist destinations, the discovery of a real Parisian neighborhood and a chance to meet the locals as well. Trying to do that without overcrowding these areas or pushing away the locals from regular stores and coffee shops will be the real test, the balance that we're also desperately looking for in our sector. You can find more about Casia at streetarttourparis.com, but I've linked to our website in the show notes as well. On Monday, we're back with Tomer Schlusch from Tel Aviv. I think that most people are, are I would rather not think about the things that we should change, not think about sustainability, not think about the impact of tourism on cities. And this is the time to do it. This is an opportunity that we should all grab. The Low Season is produced by me, Wouter Bernhardt. Music is by Mark Schilders. Artwork is by Cece White. Georgia Riungu is producing content at Women of Berlin. Go check it out. For now, speak soon, my friends.
Well, it's uh, some things are very easy. It's just you know, like if if you are here and you don't speak uh, much French, uh, you should at least learn couple phrases. Yeah, bonjour is a very very big deal here. <laughs>